Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now, we have been discussing how we view ourselves and the thoughts that can form an image within us. And yesterday, I actually discussed how the seed of disapproval can get planted in you, as well as how it was planted in Abram. Now, today, I am going to discuss the first root that comes out of the seed of disapproval, which is the root of insecurity. So let's go ahead and first define insecurity. Insecurity means anxious, lacking assurance, uncertain. And the scripture to help you deal with insecurity comes from Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, that says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. Now, when you are anxious and lacking maybe assurance, it can keep you in really such a fragile state. And as time goes on, you can find yourself feeling unstable in your relationships and even with your own opinions, and maybe even in your own beliefs or your belief system. When insecurities start to rise in you, it is usually because you have started to embrace and internalize more negative comments that have come your way. As the enemy keeps trying to influence you by adding more things to your plate, you begin to get overwhelmed because you don't know what direction to go in or even what choices to make. His main goal is to remind you of the obstacles, the stumbling blocks, or even challenges that you have experienced with the hope that you're going to throw in the towel and give up. Now, every hardship, every pity party, every hurt, and even every failure will begin to play over and over in your mind, causing more uncertainty to just level up in you. The enemy would want you to lose your faith in yourself, but more importantly, he wants you to lose faith with God. Now on pages 60 to 61 in the book, if you're following along in the book, I actually give you a list of 10 situations that the enemy may say to you to remind you of some of the bad choices that you may have made in the past. And so I'm going to actually also share some of those now. So maybe these are some of the things that you've uh, gone through. Maybe it's a time when a person, whether they're close to you or maybe they're not even close, called you names that caused you to feel inferior about yourself. Now, I know, you know, the saying says sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Well, I totally disagree with that because words really do hurt you. Um, Another situation could be the thoughts that remind you of the failed relationships that you have had. Maybe the times when you wonder why you keep getting passed over in promotions or maybe just a better opportunity. Or maybe a situation has happened when you kind of wonder why you are always just lacking financial stability. You just can't seem to make ends meet. And then another situation that can happen is the times when you have confessed your relationship with Christ, 
but still struggle with the sin and the strongholds that are in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but I, of course, have definitely experienced these insecurities. I have allowed that negative voice sometimes to become my inner narrative instead of really holding on to what God was telling me. And so I'm just trying to be transparent and keep it real. And as a result, I stayed in some situations way too long, sometimes even years, unfortunately. And so, you know, I don't know about you. Have you experienced those same types of things? Have you gone sometimes maybe down this path as well? And then maybe you beat yourself up, you know, because of some of the bad decisions that you made. Let me say this. It is easy to say to God that you are not going to do this or that anymore. And that that was going to be the last time that you do those things. Of course, until you are tested to see if you're going to be obedient next time around. Now, some of the insecurities may not be as severe as others, but they can still have a stronghold on you that prevents you from being free from the enemy's hold. And as a result, when you don't show the confidence within, it allows the enemy to fill your mind with clutter, preventing you from having the peace that you desire and the peace that God wants for you. You have to be able to trust God and know that he is there and allow him to guide you when you are having insecurities about things. Now, this verse that I'm about to share with you in Isaiah has actually been one that I have held on to. And the verse is actually coming from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And it says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is a scripture that I definitely held on to when I had cancer. And so I just continued to meditate on that scripture day and night and really trusted in God that he had me, that he, you know, he was going to deliver me. And I praise God that he did. And he healed me. Now we have to really hold on to God's words when we are going through challenging times that keep us insecure. So now let's look at our example in the Bible with Abram and how the root of insecurity began to grow. So in Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, it says, After the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, What good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since I don't have a son, Eliza of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no children, so one of my servants will have to be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own to inherit everything I am giving you. Then the Lord brought Abram outside beneath the night sky and told him, Look up into the heavens and count the stars if you can. Your descendants will be like that, too many to count. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord declared him righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land. 
But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that you will give it to me? Now, the one thing that I think is interesting in these scriptures is that although God had told Abram that he would be a father of a great nation, and he told him that, of course, yesterday when we were talking about the beginning stages of the seed of disapproval, when I talked about that, God had to tell Abram twice that he would get the things that he wanted. We see it when God told him that he would have a son of his own to inherit everything. And we also see it when he said that his descendants would be like the stars of the sky and too many to count. Abram believed, of course, at one point because God declared Abram righteous in his faith. However, it was short-lived because as you can see, Abram turned right back around and asked God more questions, which displayed more insecurities. Now, Abram was more concerned about getting what God had for him as opposed to actually believing that God would be true to his word. The same truth that Abram used when he left out of Haran is the same truth he should have used when God was telling and showing him what he was getting ready to do for him again. Now, what about you? Have you ever followed Abram's path also? where God has spoken a vision into you and gave you specifics about the vision, but he didn't give you the timetable of when it would happen. As time has passed, you started to question if God was really going to do the things that he said that he was going to do in your life. Now, when you're on the outside looking in, it's kind of easy to see some of Abram's mistakes. However, when we turn that mirror around, and we look at that man in the mirror, we can start to see some similarities of our own life. Now, let me go ahead and add, sometimes it can be difficult to turn off the negative chatter or thoughts that contradict what God has told you. And especially if your life has had many challenges or hardships or even heartbreaks, Insecurities can also keep you in such a state of defeat. And you don't want to be in that state. You want to win. We are determined to win, let the truth be told. And you have to learn how to break away from the uncertainty and the anxiety and embrace the spirit of winning. You have to give yourself permission that you are on God's team, which is definitely the winning team. And you are not on the enemy's team, which is the losing team. Now, yes, you are in a new beginning. So with that becomes a change of mind in how you think. As a child of God, you may have to let go of several things that you may think to do or that you actually normally did, especially if it goes against what God will have for you. God wants you to follow his will so that you can fulfill the purpose that he has for your life. Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, as you are guided by God's voice, continue to have the confidence 
and assurance in him that he has your best interest at heart. The enemy may try to make you believe that you need to be insecure about things, maybe because of past events or past situations that happen. But you have got to learn how to turn off his voice. Believe that God will do all of the things that he says he will do. You just have to trust and believe that. And I want to share the scripture also with you before I start to wrap up with things. Now, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, that's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. So don't be anxious. Learn how to really pray to God and, you know, be thankful for everything. And let your requests be made known to God. And you're going to actually have that peace if you continue to seek God's face. Now, tomorrow, we're going to be actually talking about the second root that is watered by the enemy that is formed from the seed of disapproval. And that root is the root of being unstable. So please come back and join me as we continue to see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.